Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Finding Family, the show that takes a unique look at family through the eyes and experiences of people of color and allies. Today, I'm going to share a few of my thoughts about why I started this podcast, why I chose the topic of family, and what our journey will look like through this podcast. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this, so thank you for tuning in and listening. I plan to offer a podcast every week or so, so if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe wherever you find podcasts. And thanks for being here. So the first topic I want to talk about today is why, the question why. Why did I decide to start this podcast? Truthfully, there are a lot of reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. First, I think the concept of family is just like the concept of love. Obviously, the two are interrelated. And whether you you come from a large family or a small family or disconnected from your family, it was all connected to this idea of love. And just like love, it's really hard for us to define what that is. It's a feeling. It's a connection. It's a community. And all of these things are really huge concepts um, that I don't know if we take the time to really think about or talk about. Um, I know for me, I grew up uh, the the kid of immigrants. Uh, My mom was from the Philippines. My dad was from China. And they had family lives. Obviously, they grew up with family. And it was sometimes hard and sometimes joyous. It was sometimes separated by thousands of miles. And sometimes we were all living in the same house. And so I saw lots of dimensions of family growing up. Um, And I knew that I had my own definition of family. It was very U.S. centric. Um, I had a mom. I had a dad. I had a sister, an older sister, and me. Um, And so in a lot of ways, I grew up in what we would call in the U.S. a quote-unquote nuclear family. Um, Growing up in New Jersey was also, uh, I also saw lots of models of this type of family with um, parents and a kid, and that's what it was. And so for a long time, my idea of family was just that, the people that you live with, the people that love you. What we are also starting to navigate as a family, though, like I said, is my my family um, in the Philippines and my family in China, then India, were thousands of miles away. And so I've always known family as this sort of disjointed version, um, at least distance-wise, of blood relatives. From there, I started to make close friends. I was in high school and then eventually went to college. I made a family in college too. I moved to Seattle when I was 25 to pursue a graduate degree. I made a family here too. And so, and I was then disjointed from my family as well, my blood family, my parents and my sister. So I've had to define and redefine and have different ways of understanding what family was from a very early age. I also knew that I had this innate need to always ask questions about family. And I remember sitting at our kitchen table in our small house in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, um, where I would 
ask questions of my father and my mother about what it was like to grow up as them in their families. I loved hearing their stories. I loved the storytelling time. I loved hearing about how their parents were. Were they strict? Were they, you know, were they lax? Did they, what kind, what kind of personalities did they have? And how did that affect them? What was their relation like, relationship like with their friends or with their siblings? So I'd always have these questions. I always knew that I loved hearing about my family. So why now? Uh, why did I decide to start this conversation now? In a lot of ways, um, it was because we're in COVID. It's 2021 right now. And earlier this year, I earlier in the pandemic, I lost my one of my uncles. Um, and it really struck me as losing a generation of people that I no longer have access to that are in my family. And I no longer have access to ask these questions. It struck a chord in me. And I, I knew that I had to start doing something soon because I felt like my family was, or at least the stories were slipping away from me. I lost my dad when I was 25. Um, I just moved to Seattle. So um, a, a long time ago now, it was 20 years ago now. And in um, 2014, I lost my mother. So obviously I feel like there's a lot lost. And um, yeah, on a personal note, it's it's really hard for me to not be able to ask them questions. Since moving to Seattle, I uh, met my husband, now husband, and we have been married for 10 years and we have a family of our own. We have a two-year-old kiddo and we had to re redefine family again. Um, and so whether it was going to college, coming to Seattle, finding family, starting my own family, losing family, there seemed to always be this longing for me to define what family is, or at least have a deeper understanding. It's always been a value of mine to have family at the core. And now that I have my own family, I want to know more. I want to know about what other people think about family or what their experience has been with family. And so I wanted to start this podcast to discover and hopefully people who are out there are listening in and they're thinking to themselves, wow, I never thought about that that way. Or maybe it connects with something. Since it's been the pandemic, I know that connection for me has been one of those places that I needed the most with and what better way to do that than with family. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about asking tough questions, sharing stories, and hopefully starting to define what family means uh, to us individually and maybe on the broader scale to us as a society. So thanks for listening to this. And we're going to take a quick break. And after this, we're going to learn a little bit more about me. Um, and as vulnerable or as strange that it feels like to uh, talk about myself uh, into this microphone, 
I do want to model uh, what vulnerability uh, will be, will look like on this podcast. And so uh, we'll take a quick break and I'll be with, I'll be back with you with my story. Thanks. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, this again is brand new to me, so I'm really excited about sharing a little bit more about me. For those of you who don't know me, um, uh, my name is Bernie Leung. It's short for Bernard. And um, for the most part, family has always been a big part of my life. Um, I was born uh, in New Jersey in the United States, but my parents were both immigrants to this family. Um, my father was born in China and uh, immigrated uh, through India and then went to Canada and then uh, immigrated to the United States. So our background, his background was multinational. And my mother came from the Philippines um, and then immigrated to the United States, um, and then immigrated to the to Canada where she met my father. And then they both immigrated to the United States. Um, my father had another family um, and he had five kids with his previous wife. And um, my mother, uh, this was her first relationship, um, her first serious relationship. And so um, she met my dad and she knew that they needed to have kids. She was a little older. Um, and so she knew once she got the job in New Jersey um, that they needed to move quickly, in other words. So my sister and I were born about a year and a half apart. Um, and so my sister's older than me. Um, and we grew up as this very nuclear family in New Jersey, um, a, a family of color, a multi-ethnic uh, family of color. And, um, and, and certainly uh, had all the makings of an Asian American and Asian family. Um, grew up with a lot of uh, emphasis on the family, uh, how important it was. Um, and even for them, they were my, both of my parents were um, the oldest in their family. My father was the oldest of three. My mother was the oldest of five. And so they both grew up with these huge responsibilities. They handled them in very different ways. My father was very much um, kind of do what you want to do. It's his life. He wants to live it. Um, and so he lived very much like that. Um, he, he, you know, he, when he went to India, it was, um, he kind of escaped China through Hong Kong uh, during one of the cultural revolutions. Um, and, and when he got to India, he was um, it, encouraged to go into a common law marriage with his first wife, um, with his mother is an arranged marriage um, that his mother set up and um, very much did not, um, 
you know, didn't feel super happy about that. So he went to Canada. Um, I don't know all of the details of this. He never really talked about it. Um, and, uh, his family from was, who was started in, in Canada, immigrated to Canada after that. So, you know, he kind of did what he wanted. And even in my experience, he always sort of did what he wanted. He spent the money that he wanted to spend, bought the cars that he wanted to buy, spent the money on the clothes or the technology or, you know, uh, the construction. He was always building our house or making lots of changes in the house, um, but it was his way of providing, um, it, spending money and he, he grew up poor. Um, and for him, if he had the money, he wanted to spend it on the opposite spectrum of this was not opposite on a different part of the spectrum was my mom. Um, uh, my mom again was the oldest of five, um, and went to college, became a nurse and, um, you know, she when she immigrated to the United States, she was here for a two-year stint um, in, in sort of a nursing exchange. Um, she lived in Michigan for those two years, and then she didn't want to go back to the United States. Like many Filipino immigrant nurses, she spent she sent a lot of the money that she made home in order to help the folks back home, her family back home. So she always had that responsibility. Um, she didn't want to go back to the Philippines because the money was too good. My mom was really, really good with money and very, very conscious of money, sometimes to a fault. So instead of going back to the Philippines after those two years, she immigrated to Canada, um, where she worked as a nurse and had a lot of fond memories there. And she met my dad. She met my dad on a double date um, with another uh, Filipino woman and another Chinese national man. So um, they, they went on this double date, they kind of hit it off. My dad was really interested in my mom and pursued her. And she got this job in New Jersey as a nurse um, in the United States and they immigrated together. He had left his other family, uh, which caused a lot of pain in that family from what I understand. I don't know all the story. Um, but when they went to New Jersey again, they had us right away. Um, they bought a house and that was their family. Um, that was our family. I remember growing up very much knowing that family was important and that it was always gonna be one of the centering places of my life. And it still is today. Um, my parents have both passed away and um, at different times in my life and uh, that only solidified my commitment to them um, and to our family. Now, while my mom is gone, uh, my father is gone, uh, their parents are all gone. Um, the legacy of this idea of family in this Asian American household very much lives on in me. Um, I remember growing up and, you know, having conversations about, you know, make sure that you have rooms in your house for when we come and visit you or you should just live in our house and you can take over and we can move to the basement. I mean, we try to live in this very sort of Asian way uh, in the United States. Um, my town was very white uh, and um, my experience in school was very white. And so while before school, I spoke a few languages or bits and pieces of both their languages. They come from minoritized languages, even in their country. So um, 
spoke bits and pieces of both their languages, but then when I went to um, American school, essentially lost all that and spoke English for the most part. I regret it because language is a, a big important part of how I access my family now. And English is not their first language because they are um, from different countries. So in a lot of ways, um, this is my way of trying to communicate what family means to me in English. Um, and I still, I can still hear the language in my ear. Like I know what the, their languages sound like, um, but I don't fully understand um, any, either of them, either of the languages. So, but language is a big part of my family. The way that we navigated the world in these either Chinese realms or in these Filipino realms um, really resonates with me. And I still remember growing up with uh, households full of people celebrating birthdays and other, and weddings and all these things um, because they come from different families too there was obviously a lot of family drama just like any family and so my idea of family growing up was also very scarred by these different experiences sometimes we were talking to the family sometimes we weren't and while they never shared the intimate details of this the impact of that will never really truly go away i always knew as a kid when we were talking to my aunts or to my uncles and I always knew when we weren't. Um, and I, again, I didn't always know all the details, but I always knew. The other thing that happened to my family growing up was um, we had a lot of family members come and live in our house. So um, part of the part of the roles that my my parents had, as, particularly being the oldest, was helping their siblings if they wanted to come to the United States. So I grew up with a very very a very um, good knowledge of uh, and a good experience of understanding what it took to, to, to actually become a citizen of the United States or actually immigrate here. Um, it took my uncle, for example, 30 years before he was able to legally come into this country. And that's something I'll never forget. I knew that growing up. I knew that my uncle Junior was going to come to this country and that we had posted the paper sometime in the 70s. And he didn't come into the country until the early 2000s. But we had people live with us, including my grandmother, my aunts on both sides, um, my grandmothers on both sides. And it was always a house that was full of the importance. Even if people were arguing, even if people were not happy living together, we made it work. We made it work in a small bungalow in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, and with many language, languages being spoken in our, in our home. And that was family to me. That's what it meant um, growing up. From there, and I'll have lots of opportunities in this podcast, I think, to further explore the story. But from there, um, I went away to school, um, found another family at Penn State where I went as an undergraduate, really hated being away from home because, again, family was so important to me that to leave the family felt foreign, and yet my parents had done it before me. And so in a lot of ways, I found a, a big parallel with that 
their experience by going just four hours away uh, to school. Found family there. I found family um, in my jobs after that at Susquehanna University. Um, and then eventually moving across the country to Seattle, Washington, where I found a family here, um, where I currently live in Oregon, where I lived and uh, met my husband, now, now my now husband um, in Salem, Oregon, came back to Seattle. And now we've really settled here and found a friend family, our chosen family of our own and have our own family. We have a kiddo and we have a dog and we live in a house in Beacon Hill, Seattle. So my idea of family really was this base of this Asian American experience and this immigrant experience living in New Jersey. <laughs> and uh, it, is, it is quite uh, the story. Um, and so not only will this be um, the first time that I speak about this, but it also won't be the last time. Um, there are a lot of ways that I think that people can define family. And for me, it was this very, I think, unique experience of being Asian American. There may be many more of us who have this very same experience, but my parents were very poor. And the, the portrayal of Asian Americans in this country is that of being very successful. And I'm not gonna lie, my parents worked really, really hard uh, for us to be successful and, and really took in that message. But their backgrounds are not these crazy rich Asians. We didn't go back to Asia and live in palaces or with a lot of wealth. Um, the wealth was amassed due, due to the hard work that my parents put in. And yet they were also incredibly marginalized in their experiences. Um, it's subject to a lot of microaggressions, a lot of racism as we were growing up. And they didn't even feel like they could even name that. So it's an important part for me to bring into this podcast, regardless of who I'm talking to, even if, even if it's to myself about um, the importance of race. Um, it is very central to my family story. And again, because this is such an important center of my life, um, I wanted to make sure that this podcast also explored how race played a part in our way in our experience of family. So family means everything to me. And that means the ups and downs and the lefts and the rights and this, the, the living and the dying. And it is so important to me that I wanted to start this podcast. So that's my story. Um, that's part of my story. And there's many, many parts of this. I've spent obviously a lot of time thinking about family and what it means to me. And um, just grateful for you all to be part of the journey with me. In truth, a family is what you make it. It is made strong, not by number of heads counted at the dinner table, but by the rituals you help family members create, by the memories you share, by the commitment of time, caring, and love you show to one another, and by the hopes for the future you have as individuals and as a unit. That's a quote from Marge Kennedy. She used to write for Sesame Street Magazine. Thanks for listening to my first podcast ever. Today you heard from me. 
you heard why I wanted to start this podcast to explore the meaning of family and to really center the ideas and stories of people of color. And again, you learned a little bit more about me, where I'm from, my family life, my background, and what my family means to me. And you may have gotten a little taste of why exploring family in this way drives this podcast. If you like this episode or want to hear more, make sure to subscribe anywhere you can find podcasts. And hey, thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next time on Finding Family.